Hello, and welcome back to The War Report. I'm your host, as always, The Elk Speaks, and today I'll be bringing you coverage of the first round of War 9. First things first, let's talk about the rules changes that are affecting this upcoming war. Shards are being allowed in war for the first time. This could very severely shake up the balance between different elements. It will remain to be seen which elements will benefit the most from it, though water and life seem at a glance like the ones most likely to gain. Other elements, such as earth and darkness, may perhaps gain less from the introduction of shards into war. Additionally, pillars and pendulums will no longer be part of the vault. This gives teams far more flexibility in deciding which cards they want to play in any given round, and makes it far less punishing for teams that regularly like to switch between monos and duos. This may, to some extent, be a rich-get-richer situation, as some of the elements with powerful monos, such as time, ether, fire, and darkness, were among those elements that were already succeeding regularly. Additionally, rather than a vault at the start of war consisting of a specific number of cards, Cards are given a variety of prices in the vault market, and generals have to spend their allotment in order to get the cards they want. Therefore, a team could choose for a larger number of cards, or for a smaller number of more expensive cards. Next, we'll move into generals and notable retirements. Ten men had come out of Elements Retirement to participate in War Eight helping to lead Darkness to a second-place finish. Unfortunately, he will not be returning this time around to compete again, as he has gone back into retirement. Additionally, on the notable retirements list, Deuce-22, having lost the Grandmaster battle to Root Ranger, announced his retirement in order to devote more time to other activities. Deuce had led Aether to three straight war victories in Wars 5, 6, and 7, and served as one of the War Masters and was therefore unable to compete in War 8. Root Ranger himself, while not fully retired from Elements play, and, and still Master of Fire, will not be participating in this war, and Vangelios, a former Master of Fire, will be participating as General in his stead. Odiadsin stepped down from his position as Master of Darkness, but did elect to compete in war, and will be joining Vangelios on Team Fire. Looking across at remaining generals, Fission is the new general of Darkness, a very strong player who's had a number of powerful results, and had an exciting win over G412 Joe in the finals of the Darkness Trials be interesting to see whether Fission can lead Darkness to another strong finish. Spike Spiegel defended his title as Master of Time and will be leading the former third-place finishers at another run at Glory. Aether's Mantle will be taken up by Zawad X, a player who made the top eight at the most recent World Championships and looks like a very strong player We'll just have to see whether he can live up to Deuce-22's legacy. Yanku Doran Marion, 
has taken the title of Entropy from Kalindu. We'll have to see how well this first-time general can lead his team, though he's a very strong player in his own right, stood well in a number of events, and participated in at least the previous war. Gen E, former General of Light, has retired at least from war, though still plays sometimes, and Light will be led by Zozo. There is no master in Light this time, due to Root Ranger successfully winning as stand-in in the trials. D.D. Evans, 96, will be General of Water, After Renty, General of Air, Rob, 77 DP, returns to the Generalship of Death, The Elk Speaks has become General of Earth, Jin Yu takes over as General of Gravity, and Dawn to Dusk continues as General of Life. It's probably too early to tell exactly what impact several of our new generals and returning generals will have, especially with the vast meta shifts. But the ability to lead a team well and strength as a player of many of our generals should really make this quite an exciting war. Moving on, we'll talk about auction results and which generals were able to pick up some of the stronger players in the war. Team Fire was able to get Odie Odson and Vagman 13, two grizzled veterans who will provide very strong leadership to complement Vangelios. It might be a bit premature to call Fire the favorite to repeat before any matches have been played, but the team certainly looks incredibly threatening. Darkness's most notable additions were Kalindu, former master of entropy and generally considered one of the greatest elements players of all time, and the rising star Trash Duke, who has performed extremely well in both the past war and in world championship events. Times General Spike Spiegel yet again was able to draft on an incredible budget and still picked up a solid core of players, including veteran Raving Rabid, Player Oa, and Denny Ela, as well as Profion. This might be one of the deepest teams in the war this time around, and if all of Time's players are performing at top level, Time will truly be a team to reckon with. Ether's most notable roster addition is Jenkar, a strong player, former master of air, who led air to a second place finish in War Number 7. The difficult task for Ether to carry on in the absence of Deuce 22 and Hankarga, some of their strongest players in wars past, but Zawadex has strong leadership, and whether his team behind him can carry through will determine whether Ether will retake and gain its fourth war championship. Team Entropy picked up noted war star Combo Breaker and Dark Ripper, another strong player, as well as promising newcomer Discord. Quarter is another very experienced player on this roster, and Entropy probably rivals time for the deepest roster in this war. It will be very interesting to see what Yanku can pull together with this team. Team Light, as led by Zozo, did manage to pick up Hain Karga, the former Aether veteran, as well as a variety of other players, including Treebeard13 and Blacksmith, both of which have had very stellar performances in the past, 
in trials, war, a variety of other events. Treebeard hasn't quite managed to win a mastership yet, but it seems like it will be before long before a player of his caliber manages to win one. Dee Dee Evans 96 picked up one of the biggest rising stars, Jonathan Crazy J, who has absolutely been tearing up both the competition scene and a number of tournaments and leagues. He's a very strong player and a very contested player in the auction, and was Dee Dee Evans' opponent in the final of the Trials of Water. Other players on the team, including Espethal, have had great experience with water in the past, and it should be an interesting fit to see how well Dee Dee Evans can lead this team. He is by far the most experienced player on his team, but he's a very strong player, and it will be very exciting. Team Air, led by former world champion Afterrenti and former Battle League and Championship League champion, also managed to pick up noted Championship League champion X-Noise, as well as Mr. Paper, a former master and generally all-around one of the strongest players. Team Air's three stars could very well lead them quite high, though after NT and his team struggled a little bit last war due to some unfortunate uh, predictions and not quite getting the matchups they wanted. Rob77DP, as leader of death, picked up the most contested player in the auction, Dragon's Demean. In addition to securing dragons for his team, he picked up veterans El Jomho and G412 Joe. G412 Joe has formerly competed in the Trials of Death, even though he's better known as a Darkness player, and all of these players will be very strong additions to a very solid team. On Team Earth, the most well-known players are Avenger and Regyptic, though Kirby Lover 314 has also had a series of excellent results. Eorvale and the Arrogant One are not as well-known, but may turn out to be strong players as well. Only time will tell. On Team Gravity, Jinyu managed to secure some of the newer stars, Meow Meow Cat and God is Now Online, as well as Veteran in this room, another one of the more contested players over the course of the auction, and Andre Timpa. And finally, Dawn to Dusk managed to secure a number of the strongest players life has had ever, including Will and G3, Mathman101, and Skyiron Sword. Dawn to Dusk went with his theme of devotion to life, and we'll see whether this green team can pull it together and come out with a strong finish this time around. Those of you who were present for War 8 may remember that life had an incredible start through at least the first round of war and even into the second, but things slowly spun out of control for Team Life. We'll see if they can keep the ship going this time around, especially with the help of shards. Moving on now to coverage of the first round itself. The event card for the first round is Freebie, in which any 3-0 wins award teams one free relic. Should teams manage to get these relics, they'll be better positioned for the matches ahead, so it will be interesting to see whether teams opt for aggressive attempts at counters that give them stronger 3-0 potential, or whether teams just play for the win. Given that the first round has substantially reduced discards, it is possible that teams might take the risk and play for a more aggressive line. 
Now we'll move on and look at the matchups for round one before we round out the episode. Team Darkness has the toughest matchup, playing in the only general versus general matchup, as well as playing against two additional generals. Darkness's general Fission plays against Earth General the Elk Speaks, while Rapid Star takes on Ether General Zawad X, and Crispy Bacon 84 takes on Lights General Zozo. Not only does Darkness have to take on three generals, they take on two additional individual all-stars, as Aves plays against Gravity's Meow Meow Cat, and Kalindu plays against Death's Dragon's Demean. A very brutal schedule in the first round for Team Darkness. We'll see whether they can manage to make up for this severe difficulty. Team Death gets a notable situation for facing two generals while their own general is not involved in a general versus general match. El Jomo of Team Death takes on Air's General Afterrenti, while G412 Joe takes on Water General D.D. Evans 96. Much like Darkness, if Death can hold strong in its matchups against generals, it will be a very exciting competition to see how well they do. Entropy faces no generals at all, but does face Aether, Air, Gravity, Light, and Time, number of teams that might be in very strong positions, especially with the addition of the Shards, so Entropy probably gets my vote for the third most challenging schedule. The matches will be starting in a few hours, and from then, we'll move forward into round two. I'll see you guys next week on The War Report.